Change me, oh God. Make me more like you. Change me, oh God. Wash me. today and I just thank the Lord uh, for how he's been moving in my life this week it's it's been a it's been a it's been a challenge and we're gonna have some challenges but I want to say before I even start speaking on the Word of God because I don't want to have any alt I don't want to be holding something negative in me y'all hear what I'm saying you know I've been through some stuff this week and I just want to ask God to remove that right now and forgive me for the stuff that I'm holding in my heart. Because you can't speak on the word of God when you're holding all this ill stuff. You hear what I'm saying? So I'm releasing it right now. I'm releasing it because I know God is good. And he said, focus on him. And see, when you focus on the stuff that you've been going through, you, and there's no way in the world that you can focus on him. And I had this thought. Thank you, Lord. I had spoke about this lady being caught up in adultery one time. And I don't know why this thing had been on my mind, but it said, when it came to me, it said, uh-oh, you don't got caught up. But the one thing about being caught up, when the Lord started exposing the things that you were doing, that you shouldn't be doing. Guess what? He still give you grace and mercy. Yeah. And I'm here to thank him on today thank because you. there's somebody out there that I'm being caught up. Yes. 
And they need a little bit more grace and they need a little bit more mercy. Yeah. And the Lord said, here I am, just focus on me. I got you, but you got to learn how to trust and focus on me. See, sometimes these things will take you in a place that you don't, you don't want to go. And I thank God that he's, he's teaching me to, to use my discernment, but sometimes that thing gets so full and heavy that you want to go and bust somebody's head. I'm just keeping it real. See, that's one thing about it. You got to keep it real when you're doing this walk. Ain't no need in trying to sugarcoat nothing because this needs to reach somebody. When you want to step out of where you're supposed to be at, you got to start trusting the Lord. You got to give it to him because sometimes we walk in the wrong direction. You hear me? We walk in the wrong direction, not thinking that that direction is a good thing. It ain't always good. See, sometimes you have to bust your head in order to find out which way you need to be going. And God is just that type of head buster. He will bust your head wide open. I'm, I'm keeping it real. Some of y'all don't want to hear it like this here, but sometimes we got to go straight to the dirt. Come on. We got to go straight to the dirt. We got to keep this thing real. See, some people don't understand this, done, that. So, see, I'm the type the, the Lord will use to bring it to you the real way. Mm -hmm. See, when you push God to the back, guess what? He will. He will open you, bust you to the white meat. Because there's something about God that he's trying to show you. Mm. And when you don't pay attention, that's what he'll do. He will. See, a lot of us have been through so much. We ain't perfect. We only perfect through Christ. We only perfect through him. And the thing of everybody trying to be this, oh, I'm saved. I'm like this and I'm like that. But you still are sinful. He said we were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. So don't think you too good. Or think you got this thing and you rolling with it. Because, you know, sometimes he'll, he'll bust you across the head just to show you that you're not on the track that he wants you to be on. So I'm here today to talk about this lady who got caught up in adultery. She got caught up in adultery. And the Lord still seemed fit to save her. He gave her a new life. Even though the people around her was trying to put her on Front Street. See, there's a lot of people around you trying to put you on Front Street when they got something that needs to be corrected uh -oh, by the Lord. Uh -oh. Stop looking at other people's problems and focus on what the Lord is telling you to do. Because, see, today, a lot of people like to just to put you on the spot like, because you done done wrong, or you used to be like this, or you used to do this, or you used to do that. But when God tells you to love one another, he means to love them too because only love can bring them out of the rut that they're in. And I'm just here to thank him and praise him and that I can get in front of you and whoever else is watching and put myself out there because if I don't do it, guess what? You're going to thank it. Well, I ain't telling nobody, but I'm telling you, God is just that good. Jesus died for all sin. He didn't just die for my sin. He died for your sin too. Hallelujah. And I thank him for that. So y'all need to realize that God is just that good. He sent his one and only son to die for your sin. Yes. And that, that means past, present, and your future. Mm -hmm. yeah. See, you too busy wondering about, I can't do this now because of this, this, and that. But God said that if you trust in him, he can remove them stumbling blocks. He can lift you up from where you at. So start trusting in Jesus because Jesus, right. like I say, uh, one week out, he's on the main line. He's waiting on you to tell him what you want. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if you don't tell him, well, he already know what you need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
But all are so busy. Won't, won't, won't. I want this. I want this. I want that. But see, material stuff is not going to get you into to heaven. That's right. It's not. It's not going to get you into heaven. So stop focusing on this material stuff because just like he gave you the things that you have, stop holding it as your God. Mm. Trust in the Lord yeah. Yeah. because he'll be on your side always, but you got to give it to him. Yeah. And you got to trust in him. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. I hope that you Praise the Lord. Thank you, Sister Karen, for the encouraging word. We all need him in our life. Amen. All right, I got some word of scripture. I thank y'all for attending. Got a word from scripture. Uh, from, I'm coming from Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. Salah. That your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the people praise you, O God, let all the people praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. So like, let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the earth yield it increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all ends of the earth fear him. Amen. 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 I want to do a little prayer. First of all, I'd like to thank the Lord for being here, for all of us being here, waking up in the right mind. Amen. I thank you, Heavenly Father. Let us all clear our minds and just give him all the glory. Mm -hmm. Dear Heavenly Father, we're gathered here, Heavenly Father, on one accord, giving you all the power and glory, Heavenly Father, in our lives. Dear Heavenly Father, just fight our battles for us and just give us the strength to just let you fight our battles for us, Heavenly Father. Let you speak for us, Heavenly Father, and we don't know what to say, Heavenly Father. Let us be quick to listen and slow to speak, Heavenly Father, for we all need that in our lives, Heavenly Father. Let us reach those, Heavenly Father, that's needed. And we can't show the light that's in us if we don't even understand in ourselves, Heavenly Father. Guide us through our daily crosses and work and everything that we go through, Heavenly Father. We need you, not just today, but every day, Heavenly Father. He said, you'll never leave us or forsake us, and we believe that, Heavenly Father. Let us just stick to it. And Heavenly Father, let us show us how to put on our full armor, Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. For these times right now are just so important right now that we stick together and just give you all the glory, because without you, there is nothing. We love you so much, Heavenly Father, especially the greatest gift of all, the love of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. 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 <clears throat>
for his people. Now, we may take it and do something ugly with it, but God created it for as a thing of beauty to begin with. Amen? Amen. Before I go any further, I just want to do my due diligence, and that is thank the Lord for allowing me, and thank Dr. Sutton for allowing me to come before the people of God and walk in truth. Uh, I just thank God for touching my heart and touching my mind and choosing me to be a messenger of his word. Amen. Amen. I just thank God right now and I just give him all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> thank you, Jesus. So today, I will be coming from Psalms, Psalms 19. Uh, this Psalms has always touched me and spoken to my heart. Every time that I hear this song, God is speaking to me to tell me to expound on this word, to dig deeper, to find out, to, to study this particular word and find out what its, what its meaning is for me first, and then I can relay it to his people. This Psalms really sums up for me and to me who God really is as far as his glory and majesty and his, him creating the world, him creating uh, the things that he's created, his laws, his precepts, and the things that he has called forth in the earth. And so as I studied this word and did some research, as I said, it was a lot, you know, and the more that I studied, the deeper that it got. So I was like, Lord, I, you know, I, I don't want to get out here and drown. I'm in the water, so I'm going to stay in the shallow end right now. Right. You know, as I began to study more and learn more, I bring more, but I, I can't, you know, just get as deep as you're trying to take me for the people right now. So I just asked him to help me to put together a word that made sense to me first. And I pray that you all also receive a message from this today. Amen. Psalms 19, 7 through 11. The law of the Lord is perfect. Restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precept of the Lord is right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true. They are righteous all together. They are more desirable than gold. Yes, 
been much fine going, sweeter also than the honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and keeping them there is great reward. By the word of the Lord, the earth and everything in it was created, formed, and established. And we know that from the very first book of the Bible, Genesis 1 and 2. And by his law, the universe maintains balance and stability. We need only to look around us and see the wonders and the majesty of God's handiwork that we call the planet Earth. From Genesis to Revelation, we see the perfect laws of God at work given to man through his servants. The laws of Moses, Deuteronomy 31, 10 through 13. The law of faith, Romans 3, 27. The law of your conscience, Romans 2, 14 and 15. The law of the spirit of life, and the law of sin and death. Romans two, Romans 8 and 2. The law of righteousness. Romans 9, 31. The royal law. James 2, 8 and 10. God's laws are perfect because they show man the error of his ways and the evil intent and wickedness of his heart constantly. But God's laws also, as a result, has restored man's soul. Webster defines restored as to put back into form or original state, to put back in use or service. We have been put back in right standing with God through his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The law of the spirit of life has set us free from the law of sin and death. And we all know the scripture, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, yes. that whosoever believes shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. And Romans 13 and 8 says, Oh, nothing to anyone except to love one another. For he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. Oh. So the law of love ladies and gentlemen have restored us back to our Lord and Savior yes. well the law of love through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has restored us back to the Father yes. and put us back in right standings amen. Amen. amen the testimony of the Lord is sure making wise the simple mm. the testimony of God is the self revelation of God it represents God's heart desire, which is also God's requirement, or we may say God's standards. His standards reveal himself, showing us who he is and what he stands for. 
The testimony is defined as evidence based on observation or knowledge, an outward sign. The testimony of God is given through the Bible with, by uh, miraculous events that have occurred, and the evidence can still be found today from thousands of years ago. Through his son, Jesus Christ, all the signs and wonders he performed, the wisdom and knowledge that he had on the kingdom of God, able to give instruction and correction, he taught, he converted, and he restored all in, the, in, all in name, honor, and glory of his father. Right. He didn't take any of the credit for himself. He gave it all to God. He told man how to correct his wrong thinking, his wrong ways, the bad decisions that he was making, all in the name of God. And we still do that today. We use our own imagination and try to give a testimony <coughs> about this came from God. <laughs> in our own imagination. And then if we do get something from God and we see it manifest, we want to take the credit. Oh, look out. Instead of giving it to God, mm -hmm. who obviously gave us that wisdom. <clears throat> Proverbs 1, 22 and 23 ask, how long will you simple ones love your simple ways? Mm. How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? <laughs> Repent. At my rebuke, then I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known to you my teachings. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and truly come to God with a repentant heart, you realize that your ways are leading you on a path to destruction. And you need a Savior. You need a change in your life. Yes. That's when God goes to work and makes the changes in your life. Come on. And there will definitely be an awkward sign. Oh, yes. Your testimony of God will be firmly established in your heart and gives you the confidence and reassurance that God is truly working in your life. Therefore, the testimony of the Lord is sure in your heart and has set you in a better direction, giving you a right perspective. The Holy Spirit will guide you to see the unwise decisions you've been making and those things you thought were so superior in your intellect is simple okay. and shallow Ooh. in comparison to the wisdom of God. Right. The precepts of the Lord is right, rejoicing the heart. The commands and principles of God that gives us rules and guidance on how to conduct ourselves in accordance to his will. When we truly live our lives according to the instructions and guideline God, guidelines given to us from the word of God, our hearts will rejoice. All right, amen. Because we are truly in relationship with God. John 15, 1 through 11, read in your own time. And we will have a clearer vision of the world's living, of the world's living, 
versus the kingdom living. The power to understand the deception that the lust of this world had placed upon us like a saddle that the devil can ride us like a horse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Burdening us with the desires that lead us to death and destruction. But God's yoke is easy, the word says. And his burden is light. Yes. When you're living your life in honor to God, he'll get all the credit for the good and be responsible for all the bad. Mm. In the world, you struggle to get up, keep up, and stay up. But in the kingdom of God, all you have to do is give it up. Yes. yes. All right. And God allow and give it up to God and allow him to direct your path. Mm -hmm. God promises to never abandon us. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He said also, though, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But God will deliver us from them all. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. I thank him for it. I'm sure we all have that testimony how God has delivered us yeah. out of something, oh, yes. out of many things. Yeah. Amen. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. Proverbs 1 and 7 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and destruction. Psalm 111 and 10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. The fear of the Lord is reverence for God. That's having, revering God and in awe of God and all his majesty and power. <clears throat> Excuse me. When we fear the Lord, when we have a righteous and clean fear of the Lord, we begin to submit ourselves. That's, you know, that is the definition of the fear of the Lord, is know, knowing who he is in your life, knowing his power, knowing his awesomeness, and then submitting yourself to God and his word, allowing the spirit of God to come into you and lead you into all truth and righteousness. And submission uh, and submissive fear is foundational for all spiritual knowledge and wisdom. Wow. Until you humble yourself and begin to fear the Lord, right. a clean fear of the Lord, you really won't give him the, uh, for lack of a better word, rule in your life. You know, you always think that, uh, you can do something, you can do a little better. That's, you know, after you pray to the Lord, you're down on your knees, you're, you, you're crying out to him because you got yourself into something, and then God comes through. Okay. He hears your prayer. 
He answers your prayer and he delivers you. Well, now you back up, you dust your knees off, and you on back to the mess that you just that God just delivered you out of. Mm -hmm. That's not a righteous fear of the Lord. Okay. I I was I thinking about the fear of the Lord, and it's just like a child that fears his parents. Well, you don't fear your parents like they're gonna kill you if you do something bad, but you fear them out of respect. Okay. You respect them, so you want to do what's right to honor them and make them feel proud to yeah. be your parents. Right, yeah. That's the fear of the Lord. Right. He wants us to respect him and make him proud as representatives of his kingdom, the kingdom yeah. of God. Yeah. Okay. While the unbelievers may make statements about life and truth, he does not have the truth or ultimate knowledge until he is in a redemptive relationship of reverence and awe to God. Right. The judgment of the Lord is true, and they are right all together. God's judgment is righteous because God created all the laws, the precepts, all the guidelines and instructions to keep you on a right path, to keep you doing good, not wicked to make you perfect in his will. So when he places his judgment upon us, it's righteous. His laws have never changed. It says they endure forever, right. unlike the world's law. In the world, today is right, tomorrow is wrong. But the law of God is steadfast, constant, and it never changes. Yes. That is a guideline and a meter that we can use, that our grandparents use for, for forever. You can go back forever. <coughs> the laws of God that set the foundations of this earth have never changed. Right. So his judgment is righteous. Man. And the Bible tells us we are all going to have to stand before him one day. That's right, that's right. And give an account of what we have done with the life that he so graciously and lovingly gave us. Uh -oh. Come on. So when we stand before him, what is he going to be able to say about you? Mm. Is he going to say, depart from me, I never do you, you work mm -hmm. of iniquity? Mm. Because you sat here and you said all these lies in his name? Uh oh. You claimed one thing but lived a whole different way? Or is he going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Come on in the house. That's the thought for the day. And just to recap, the psalm says, these uh, laws, precepts, and commandments that he has given us in his book, they are more desirable than gold 
They are sweeter than honey from the honeycomb. <laughs> Let's put it in today's terms. They are more desirable than a Lexus or a Mercedes Benz. Oh, come on, man. They are more desirable than a big mansion on the hill. Yes. Come on, man. Yes. They are more desirable than a million dollars yes. in your bank account. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. And sweeter. Come on. Sweeter than anything that you could imagine. Right. Yes. Why? Because by God's laws and precepts and commandments, he said you are warned. They will keep you out of trouble. Mm -hmm. They will divert you from destruction. Oh, yes. And keeping them is great reward. That's where your blessings come. That's where your true peace and joy and all of the fruits of the spirit are found. Your wisdom, your understanding, your discernment, those things that we need in this day and age because there's so much deception out here in the world. Yeah. We need the oracles of God, ladies and gentlemen, in our yes, lives today. Yes. Because without them, turn on the news. You see what's happening without them. Look around you at your fellow man, the children, the teens, the young people, and the old yes. are living such a wretched life. So much hate, so much division, so much selfishness. Mm. Let's run down that laundry list in Timothy. Mm. It's all coming to pass today in this day and age. Yes. I heard this lady say, Grandma always was saying, the end is near, the end is near. <laughs> well, we can look around, the end is near, but God said he is so long-suffering. Yes, Lord. That's why he hasn't just turned us all to dust yet. Thank you. He's given us an opportunity to come to him. Yes. To turn from your wicked ways, and you ain't going to have any excuse. He said everybody. Mm. Is going to have an opportunity. Everybody is going to hear the good news of Jesus Christ before yes. he comes. So there will be no excuses. <laughs> Lord Jesus, when I read this song, it just spoke to my heart. And it made me, it convicted me. And that's what it's supposed to do yes. when, you're, when you're not thinking right. The word of God is supposed to convict you. The word of God is not all just, you know, uh, jelly beans and whatever, good sweet stuff. It's some hard stuff in this book that you are supposed to ingest, eat it, and let it just satate your whole body. Come on. Just in, in, envelop you to change you, to change this heart. Because he say from the heart, is what comes out your mouth. From the heart is what drives this thinking. God's laws, precepts, and commandments are good. Yes, thank you. They're transforming, they're renewing. Keep them. Study them. Learn them. Meditate on them. And get to know who we're serving and what he 
is requiring of us. And my last paragraph is, God has given his chosen people a guideline to show us how to live a sanctified life of worship, service, and obedience, and teach us how to live a holy, and teach us how to live holy in preparation for the kingdom of God. Yes, we live on earth in this worldly system, but we are supposed to be, not supposed to be, we are ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven. And there are do's and don'ts that we must abide by. So when we live by the laws of God, his perfect law, we can be sure that we will be lacking nothing that is essential to making us whole and complete. Do you hear that? Whole and complete in Jesus. And then once you become, once you start feeling that wholeness and completeness in Jesus, you can realize that you are equipped to do great and marvelous things and to also endure whatever the trials and tribulations that you must go through in this life. Amen. 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 Thank you again for coming along on this journey, and we will see you on the other side.